With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym, and what I like to do here on the podcast is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. And, of course, it is COVID time, so I do not have somebody right here in the room, but I have somebody, uh, due to the power of technology, of the technologies, (laughs) I have somebody from, like, quite far away from Toronto, actually. So this is actually a great opportunity now that I've been doing it remotely that I can interview people that are like farther away geographically. So I'm very happy to introduce to the mic, professional dominatrix, Mistress Blind. Good morning. Well, good day, depending on what time you are. Yeah. Morning here. <laughs> it is so not morning here. <laughs> it's like just gone 8 a.m. here. It is 4 p.m. So that just shows uh, how far away we are from each other. What what region are you in again? We've we've spoken once. I had the pleasure of Wellington, doing a... New Zealand. Oh my god! Yeah, I was going to say New Zealand, but I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> At least you didn't say Australia. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't want to be one of those assholes. Um, so I thank you so much for, I know it's kind of difficult. We we tried to do a Skype at one point, um, or did do a Skype at one point where we were talking to each other and like trying to organize that time difference. I know it can be tricky. So I thank you for your patience. <laughs> uh, you are more than welcome. <laughs> so why don't we um, just have you kind of introduce yourself to my listeners just maybe you know who you are and what you do that kind of a thing um well it's it's pretty inclusive of the name <laughs> i am a very blind individual <laughs> um who quite enjoys being a kinky sadistic mess um <laughs> and as you can already hear i'm already cackling yep <laughs> I can um, I can dig it. That is very much my domination style as well. I'm just like smiling, laughing, giggling. Let's have fun, you know. If it's not fun, why do you do it? I mean, like, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you got to have fun with this type of stuff. Totally, um, total agree. And so um, I know COVID has kind of put a lot of our plans on hold. We were, we were just giggling about that pre-recording. But <laughs> can you kind of tell people, because you were kind of newly... Um, looking into doing kink professionally, right? Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah. I, I, I decided kind of at the beginning of the year 
that I'd at least start looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's something that I can bring a big degree of confidence to compared to compared to your stereotypical jobs. Um, especially being somebody with a significant visual impairment, there is still a lot of potential for some not so nice instances in society. So kind of me being kinky and just being a dom in general is my kind of flip side, bring the power back type dynamic, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, totally. So I thought, why not, why not look at doing this full time? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's worth, it's worth thinking about. Uh, so I think we had our first conversation mid-February. Um, was it only then, in February? It seems like a freaking I think year ago. It was. It, it was only like, it would have been at latest mid-February. Wow. Um, Time really goes then, so slowly now with yeah. like COVID. Like, <laughs> honestly, that feels like a year ago. I'm not joking. <laughs> like... like I can't believe that was less than six months ago and my brain is kind of thinking, wait, it's my birthday tomorrow. Like, how long has it been? Are you a Gemini as well? No, I am a Cancer. Oh, you're a Cancer. I turn 21 tomorrow, so. Oh, my goodness. Well, happy early birthday, Mistress Blind. (laughs) So COVID has put a lot of halts to my reasonably kinky plans in that regard (laughs) but that's that's fine we can save it for post-covid i mean after talking to you about six weeks later my country went into full level four lockdown okay um so that was our kind of way of mitigating the effects of covid uh so we we all pretty much stayed at home to ourselves for a month Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then slowly Slowly, we've been relaxing back into everyday society um, and it's starting to finally open up so I can start looking at doing some more, some more kinky chaos. <laughs> kinky chaos. I love that. I'm going to, I might take that. I'll credit you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> kinky chaos. So were you doing um, kink throughout this time? Like, did you get into doing anything remotely or like online services or not? Um, online, I struggle with a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because of the because of the visual impairment. Um, so it can be a reasonably interesting time. So mm-hmm. I decided that because of COVID and the lockdown, I may as well go back to school for a trimester. Uh, so I've been I've been working towards my degree a little bit more, which is always a good thing. Totally. Um, but I'm really lucky to live with a kinky partner, so we've managed to keep each other entertained. For the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so past, glad to hear that. Past lockdown period. That is lucky, I tell you. Oh, yeah, that is very lucky to be, if you're being quarantined, to be quarantined with a kinky partner. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then it almost feels like one big kink scene. Like, we're, okay, we're locked in a condo for a month, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, that's a great premise for a scene. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) It's definitely been a way to keep things fresh and to try new things when you are consistently in each other's company. 
Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Um, so since you hadn't had the chance to kind of go online, like maybe can you can you tell folks like do you use a screen reader or like how oh, do you I access use a lot the... of screen readers? Yeah, okay. Um, like my my entire degree is dedicated to learning how to kind of make better technology <laughs> so that I can use my computer more easily. Amazing. Um, it's just something that will help me long term and potentially help other people if I, you know, continue down either path of pro domination or whether I try and find a happy medium between, you know, both the vanilla job that I'd love and pro pro domination. So yeah, because um, I mean, domination happens like not even just right now, like it's happening maybe more right now but domination is a thing that happens like remotely virtually so yeah. to have the tools like to have to be able to do that accessibly for folks who have visual impairments that's like that would be absolutely fucking amazing like yeah it would give access to so many people that's why i'm working on it um yeah, that's awesome. long term long term it's going to help everybody and you know who knows it might even help the the international folks yeah. You know, people who can't necessarily be in the same country. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, um, that used to be like why I would do it. Like I would see people locally in person and then people who didn't have access to me, um, geographically, they could just, you know, we could do a Skype or do a remote session or do a yeah. texting session or a call or whatever. Right. So I mean, that's that's a great thing to have because, you know, sometimes you connect with a dom that you are literally nowhere near. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think COVID's really opened a lot of people's eyes to that. Yes, the, the whole remote services type approach, even just from folks working from home. Yep. Um, it brings a whole new degree of potential for people, clients, service providers, makes it easy yeah i mean for like the disabilities uh, disability twitter is like screaming this like <laughs> saying like why why now can we work remotely whereas before so many companies told us we couldn't work from home that we couldn't oh, it's work remotely. like magic so isn't it as now, soon as all the able-bodied need it it happens there you fucking go so <laughs> It's insane. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm glad you can laugh about it because maybe I would be super angry if I was in your position. I've, <laughs> I'm sure you've gone you through know, it too. I've been blind since birth, so I've had 20 years to sort my shit out around my feelings around this. Yeah. So now I just kind of sit back and just laugh when any of this <laughs> happens. Because I, I look at it like it's actually finally getting done. So yeah. I don't really care how we've reached this conclusion. We've finally reached it. Yeah. Don't care why. Just make it happen. Yes. Whatever has to happen to make it happen. Go right ahead. Welcomed. It yes. is welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> because like I'm, you know, I'm partially connected to like the disability communi uh, community here in Toronto, just like through uh, a couple friends of mine who are like sex and disability 
uh, folks like that do a lot of public speaking on those topics. Um, so I know like a couple little things um, like that we can do on Twitter to make Twitter more accessible, like to make our tweets yes. more accessible to people who use screen readers. Can you yes. like tell us a, a couple things that would just probably change people's lives as far as Twitter goes? Alternative text on all your images. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I chased after Dick Wound about that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and he's doing it now, which is helpful. Nice. So mean by that you mean what exactly? Um, so instead of being me being able to see an image, because that that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Um uh, alternative text is an option under your settings and accessibility mm-hmm. where you can opt in to write accessible captions which can describe an image to people who can't see it. Great. So you have the ability to describe what's going on the going on in the image to somebody who can't necessarily, you know, see or understand what's going on in the picture. Great. And especially if you make a lot of a lot of jokes or have just text-based images for us people who can't read it we we no longer have access to it yep and we'll either have to find a lovely willing participant or not to read it to us yeah <laughs> yeah totally and what about i know some ways that people type can come out like funky with screen readers yeah. like when they do weird capitalizations and weird formats. Yeah, to formats, formatting is interesting. Um, usually the more stock standard you are about it, the easier it is for a screen reader to kind of pick it up. Yeah. Um, so the better, especially I appreciate people who punctuate their tweets. Right. Um, because it, it breaks it up into nice chunks, at least for my screen reader, to read it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. What about like emojis? Are emojis those are interesting. What do you, what, it, what comes across in the screen reader? Like, what does it say? It, it will kind of describe the emoji depending on which software that I'm using. Okay. Like the one on my laptop gets a little bit grumpy, but for example, <laughs> I have an Apple iPad that does tweets a lot better. So it's also about choosing my medium to help me as much as possible. Right. And like, what what is is what's the most annoying thing about Twitter um, for you? Like, is it is it the is it the image thing? Is there more that we need to know? It's mainly the image thing because okay. it's an opt in rather than a stock standard hey yes you're writing a tweet mm-hmm. write accessible like write alternative text here mm-hmm. for us please it's more of the fact that it is an optional feature rather than something that's kind of said hello this exists for the people who can't see yeah yeah <laughs> it's here for a reason fucking use it yeah yeah Cool. Amazing. Okay. I did just want to get that that out of the way because I'm like, I've become a very heavy Twitter user and... I've noticed. <laughs> Lady Pim this! Lady Pim that! Called right out. 
swear sometimes half of the time I booted up. Just half of the tweets I listened to is Lady Pim won this, Lady oh, Pim no. won that. <laughs> just mute me, just mute me, go ahead, just mute me. <laughs> but the stuff you say is funny. <laughs> oh, good, okay, good. I'm glad you at least like them. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so what I'm, so we've got the, the blind part of Mistress Blind. What about the Mistress part of Mistress Blind? When did you first, like, get into kink? Uh, It's, it's a long story. Hey, I'm Um, here for it. That's what I'm here for. Like, probably from very, very early on in my, in my childhood, I always had these kind of vivid imaginations pop up in my brain <laughs> towards all of the bullies in my life Love it. where I just sit pondering in the corner of you know the schoolyard thinking I wonder what it would be like to just tie you up gag you and not have to deal with your shit anymore oh, love it <laughs> can relate oh. <laughs> hashtag can relate so that that happened quite early on in my schooling um and it only got more and more vivid and more and more descriptive as I kind of matured um and then when I when I turned 14 and I was you know starting to look at going into high school um I got told that I was progressively losing a little bit more vision um and that's when I really kind of went yeah i i quite like all of this stuff maybe maybe just to keep myself entertained i learn some rope or i start tinkering with things mm-hmm. so i can't tell you how many times i would either try and tie myself up in my bedroom or i i'm quite fond of horses so i have very easy access to leather and whips <laughs> Okay, Um, (laughs) yeah, you got crops, you got, yes. I've got crops, I've got lead (laughs) ropes, I've got all these things right at my disposal. Okay, I'm going to start tinkering. You know what? You are not the first dominatrix that I've heard of that, like, had horses first, that, like, was into, (laughs) like, breaking horses. That was kind of their entrance point into getting into leather and, like everything harnesses crops like everything you just mentioned so that is I I love to hear it I'm here for it (laughs) it's like more and more this memory pops up from when I was 12 and I remember never being able to ride with my back straight okay never and one day my riding instructor just looked at me pretty much held a crop up in her hand and put the crop down my back Ooh, so that I would, have to, I would have to, I had to feel the crop because at least the crop was straight so I could learn how to sit straight in the saddle. And now I wonder, well, what has that done to me? Yeah. Oh no. What was birthed? <laughs> you know, and when I turned 16 and got my first boyfriend, I, you know, I learned a whole bunch more things. I learned how to do things more correctly right um and pretty much tag teamed using his vision (laughs) and my ability to pick up things more in a tactile format Mm -hmm. and him slowly showing me how to do things correctly and the the whole mistress title was a really 
interesting conclusion to a big, big, long, convoluted story of honorifics that I had tried. Mm-hmm. Because a, a lot of your normal honorifics, I get addressed as any way out in society. And not all of them are in a positive context around my vision. Oh, and I, I wanted see. this I wanted this to be different. A really big I, I wanted this to be a more powerful thing to my vision rather than rem- reminding myself of the times where society has made me feel otherwise. Um, right. And one day one day he just decided to come home and cuddle up next to me on the couch. And pretty much tilted his head to one side and got this big cheesy grin on his face and said, so how are you doing today, mistress? (laughs) And my brain imploded in that very moment and I started bawling my eyes out. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, because it it was like this sense of relief. Like I finally found something that is not something that I get called every day and I don't have any negative associations for and I finally feel powerful in my vision loss and it was and still continues to make me cry on occasion when I hear people address me as that (laughs) that's that's a lovely that's a lovely story I mean it's love part lovely and part just heartbreaking that like every other honorific um like essentially it was triggering for you to hear like that part of the story is terrible that fucking sucks i hate that but it's it's unfortunately something that i've gotten quite used to yeah um and kink was kind of and continues to be my way of being a little bit more powerful within myself because now if I can hold one of my kink canes or one of my crops or a flogger and have this big sadistic grin on my face, why the hell can't I pick up a mobility cane and get my ass outside and go and kick ass out in the real world? Hell yes. That's amazing. Has that what, is that what kink has done for you? It's done amazing things, and that is one of the many reasons why I continue to do this. And that's why I also started looking into pro-doming, because if that is a feeling that I am allowed to experience every day, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Yeah, it's something you want to do more of. <laughs> Spend time here rather than there. Yeah. And I mean, the first time I used my mobility cane in a scene, like... Yes. Like, I mean, who is going to carry around a mobility cane and not think about using it as a kink <laughs> cane? <laughs> I love that. Oh. Multi-purpose. I mean, I mean, I'm always trying to, like, pervert objects, just everyday objects, right? So that's like a no-brainer to me. I'm like, obviously if I had a cane, like a mobility cane, I would beat somebody with it. (laughs) Obviously. So I'm so happy that you thought the same thing. (laughs) That was the first question that Dick Wound asked me. Have you ever beaten somebody with this thing? (laughs) He would. He would ask you that. 
Uh, and you know, pervert. after after our previous conversation about you mentioning me brailing people in wax, <laughs> guess who's gone away and learnt a skill? <laughs> really? Oh my yeah. god! Oh yay! <laughs> did I say that? I'm yeah, kinky. You <laughs> so I I found a way to brail people in wax. Yay! Oh my god! I love that. <laughs> So, for once, I can I can know what I've said, unless magically you can read Braille. <laughs> no, There's I can't. No way you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me. Did you have like someone make you a paddle with some Braille, like yes. in it? Like, does it say Mistress yes, Blind in Braille? That's my that's my twenty first key. Yep. Um. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so- that that's that's supposed to be my twenty first key. Um, my friend very nicely wood burned the entire thing for me, um, and I'm gonna get all of my friends to sign the back, and then she's gonna etch all of their signatures in the back with her wood burner for me, so I can fully feel it. Um, you know, I, I have such amazing supportive people in my life, especially because she's vanilla as anything, and she looks at me and she just goes. Is this something you want to do? Yes. Okay then, have fun! (laughs) Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisoflounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Do you, are you ever met with, like, surprise that you might be a kinky person if somebody, you know, something comes out and they're like, oh, wait, you're kinky? So one of my one of my um, university friends found a flogger in my backpack one day. Uh, that was an entertaining conversation. <laughs> I bet. Um, and he's never looked at me the same. But you know, he's supportive. <laughs> I think he treats me with a little bit more fear now, which good, is always as he a should. Good thing. <laughs> Because let's be honest, you are I've I've skyped with you, so I know you're like you're blonde and fair and adorable. Like <laughs> you know, so I I I'm I'm sure people would be surprised to know that you're super sadistic. <laughs> See, I appear cute. I, I am very good 
at blending in with the innocent <laughs> until I open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I, I do the very innocent little blind woman very well. Oh my god. <laughs> nobody, nobody expects the little blind lady to do anything that would hurt anybody. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I love that. I love that angle so much. Oh my god. Because I think like as far as like, you know, playing the like cute card or like the sweet card, like people do that with me too because I have like a similar look. Like I'm kind of young looking and I'm fair and I'm blonde and like just, you know, I'm like I'm I, I'm cute. So I think a lot of people, like, get into the dungeon thinking that they've booked the nice one, you know? And I'm like, oh, oh, no, you have not. (laughs) See, that's what I enjoy about sighted people. They always think that looks portray everything. But looks looks on their own are incredibly deceiving totally (laughs) i'm sure you just have a crazy insight into that like that's so so true your experience like with um your vision disability like i'm sure that has informed you of that like so much more deeply than sighted people Oh, it's, it's very interesting. Of like, and you know it, what I mean? Like, of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Like, that sort yeah. of thing. Because I, I have to take that, I have to take that quite literally in everyday life. I yes. can't judge people by appearances. I judge people by how they treat me. I mean, people that I, people that I play with have finally realized, ah, oh, she can't see my face, can she? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can just feel your heart race under my fingertips. That's about it. That's hot. That's hot. (laughs) So, okay. What are your favorite, maybe like kind of what your, because your domination style, I'm assuming it's like sadistic. I would, I would say for sure. Am I right there? (laughs) And I'm a literal bitch. I'm a literal bitch. And I would say, like, just because I, I'm, I find talking to you, like, I just get such, like, a joyous vibe. So I feel like, like, you know, fun and sadistic, like, joyous oh, yeah. and sadistic. Yeah, that sums me up pretty well. <laughs> In the dungeon or out or both? <laughs> um, both. Yeah. Because when I when I open my mouth at any point, nobody knows what's going to come out. <laughs> I love it. So, okay, so if that's like your style, what are like your favorite ways to dominate? Like what kinks do you tend to be drawn to? I am a big 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 fan of consensual non-consent. Ooh, hot. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's um it's a lot of fun and I get to almost reframe instances from my life yeah. in a position where I actually hold the power, which is awesome and hot and easy. It, it gives me a confidence boost that I cannot describe <laughs> because 
society still has this view that people with impairments or disabilities are perceptionally weaker in society. We're the easy targets. We're we're easy to kind of we're we're easy to pick on, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know that that continues through to my adult life. That's that hasn't stopped just because magically I'm now in you know university and a young adult. Um, I still have instances of this happening that I get to reframe in a more powerful context in a I can, you know, I can pick up impact play implements or I can use mind games or like my check-in technique is rather unique and it, it draws back, it draws back to the heart rate thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'll grab a pulse point, I'll listen to breathing and it's amazing how much the human body can give away in those moments about where somebody is mentally. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and physically, that's, yeah both yeah I, I i just it's how i check in and i've always got a hand on somebody <laughs> yeah no matter, right. no matter what we're doing mm-hmm. um especially through impact play i never take my hands off somebody i never you know it, it's always a really physical almost more intimate experience because i i need that physical contact to be able to keep people safe mm-hmm. um and I, I mean, that, that always brings in some unique experiences for the fact that I can't see what I'm doing. Right. I mean, p- people people use blindfolds on subs or bottoms all the time. Yes, they do. But I can just turn the lights off and I don't see a friggin' difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, okay, well, we're both going to be in the dark. Um, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a it's a really it can be a really big mind fuck that neither of us can see what we're doing, and it's more it's more of a oh yeah, this woman that I'm playing with actually doesn't need the lights on, huh? Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's cool <laughs> to have that drop in, yeah, because you're showing them, yeah, you're you're showing them kind of your perspective of the scene. Welcome to the dark. Yeah, click. <laughs> Like, that's very cool. For that to drop in for the sub, that'd be a very cool moment in a scene. Definitely. It's it's the whole, I live in the dark. Yeah. I mean, you know, visually, I can't see a whole lot. I still have some light perception, but it doesn't really, doesn't really change a lot for me. But, you know, for somebody who is fully, fully sighted, it can be quite an interesting experience. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And so is the way like you're very tactile, is that related to not having great vision? Like, does that help like orient you or stay connected to them or? Yeah, I'm a very tactile person because unless I am either right up next to or physically touching somebody, I'm, it's almost like, it's almost like being in a phone call. Yeah, they could Um, not be in the room. Yeah, um, so it, it can be quite quite an isolating thing. Yes. And I mean, with COVID here, with the whole social distancing measures, I haven't seen another person in, fuck, five months. <laughs> wow, yeah. It's always a little bit interesting. Yeah, because um, like for sighted folks, it's like, yeah, I haven't physically touched a person. But like for you, if you're not touching them, then you're not 
It's like I haven't interacted with other people. Yeah, it's like you haven't inter- interacted even. Yeah, that's... it's it's really it's really interesting, and I yeah. think that's something that at least a lot of sighted people take for granted in this space. Totally. Uh, especially in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, keep an uh, keep an eye on your disabled friends because we probably are feeling a lot more isolated than you reckon we are. Yeah, definitely. I like that you mention that you mentioned that within a scene as well. Like that's something I definitely do try to be aware of specifically. Like even if I'm just blindfolding the bottom or the sub like I make sure to stay physically in contact with them because I realized that and I think I I realized this when I was working with someone who was kind of telling me about their trauma responses surrounding being blindfolded and like left and they were explaining to me like they didn't have a visual impairment but they were explaining to me how for them it truly feels like you've been left in a room alone if you're like bound and you have you're bound and you have a blindfold on and the person is not touching you then like that feels frightening yeah for them or it it did for this person but it can feel frightening right and you as a sighted person it's absolutely you forget that yeah right (laughs) it's absolutely terrifying I mean, I'm constantly worried that if I get separated from whoever is helping me get around outside that, oh, well, okay, I don't know how to get back to them. I don't know where I am in space and time. I'm just going to float aimlessly until they come and find me. Mm, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. So it, 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 can, it can provide some unique challenges. I'm sure, yeah. Like, I'm sure, speaking specifically just, like, in a kink context, like, I'm sure you have so much insight into what we need to be doing with subs who are blindfolded. Like, what we need to be aware of. Maybe can you... I don't know if there's anything else that needs to be said about that that you would like to say. Like, just... It's a really big tactile thing. You're right. I guess. Um, But the other thing that I do when somebody is either in a dark room or blindfolded Mm -hmm. is I will either describe if I have to take my hands off why I'm taking my hands off and what I'm going to go get great love that um or I will wear quite echoey shoes against the floor so that they can hear me move in that space yeah love that because as long as you have that reassurance that you can either hear or understand what somebody is doing that that sighted fear kind of goes away a little bit and it still it still keeps a surprise and it still keeps the purpose of the blindfold but it is a lot more emotionally safe vulnerability rather than just kind of going yep i am walking away without telling you and you don't know what I'm grabbing, what I'm doing, or if I'm coming back. <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't want it to feel... You want that. don't want them to feel unsafe or vulnerable in a bad way. No. No. You want them to feel th- those things in a sexy roleplay way. I know that real-life vulnerability, and it sucks. <laughs> so I guess if anybody wants to know what it is like to wear, to wear a constant blindfold, you know, or at least if you blindfold other people... 
try being blindfolded yourself for a little bit and just stay put and try and listen and feel what's around you and you will realize how much more heightened at least your hearing and your tactile senses get in that space you know it doesn't have to be for long it can be for five ten minutes but if you are blindfolding people and haven't yourself been blindfolded i would highly suggest giving it a go because then you you can have an appreciation for what sensory deprivation you may be putting the other person through that is a great tip yeah i i do like to recommend to like new doms i'm like well don't have the first time you use an implement be on someone else like it should be you know if it at all possible it should be on yourself like at the yep. very least you doing self-play or you finding a play partner who has experience topping it so you can bottom like just a little bit it again it doesn't yep. take that long like you know five ten minutes or whatever but just to give you a bit of a sense of what you're delivering to the other person so I like yeah. that you say that about blindfolds too that's totally totally good advice because it, it can that advice can range from anything from impact play you know to sensory deprivation mm -hmm. it's it's still a sensation and it's still a feeling that you get I mean all of the stuff that I do to other people I have either done to myself or I've had somebody else do to me yeah me because too. that's how I that's how I process sensations and my brain doesn't necessarily work with you know, physical implements, it works for what sensations am I trying to get out of this? Or what mm -hmm. sensations am I trying to put somebody else through? And having that little index of, okay, this feels like this, this feels like this, this feels like this, is really handy to pull up every now and again. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, not to say that you can't learn you know, that feedback from your sub, from doing it with your sub. But I think there is some sort of like just special little nuance that you get from actually bottoming for whatever kink. And just because you can, just because you can deliver more doesn't mean that you have to experience the same level that you can give. <laughs> yeah. Like I am a, I am a sadist. I fully <laughs> am open with that fact. I am a, I am not nice, <laughs> and, but in no way, shape or form am I a masochist. Yes, yeah. But that doesn't mean that I haven't tried bottoming for canes, crops, floggers. Just to see it just means what it's that like. I haven't, it just means that I haven't reached, and I don't expect to ever reach, what I can give mm -hmm. being equal to what I can take. Totally. Like we all have very subjective feelings about and uh, like certain sensations and how we receive certain stimuli. But um, yeah, I still think it's super valuable to do it even just like a little bit, even if it's like yeah. not your kink to receive whatever. It's like, well, at least just get do a couple minutes, though, unless yeah. it, unless it's like a super, super hard boundary. Like don't don't mess with your hard limits. But exactly. Yeah. Anything else, if, you, if you're thinking about trying it, give it a go. Yeah. I mean, worst thing, worst thing you ever do is you don't do it again. <laughs> exactly. But now you have that knowledge of at least what it feels like in case you want yeah. to, you know, do a scene where you're doing that kink in like some other facet rather than bottoming. So, yeah. Exactly. Totally. Um, 
are there things like in a scene that you think you have, you might have an advantage because of your disability, like any kinks or just anything, anything in a scene that you might be doing that you may have an advantage over sighted folks doing the same? Anything in the dark. Anything in the dark. Anything in the dark. As soon as the lights go off, that's when most sighted folk go, nope. (laughs) Go, uh uh-oh, and you go, woohoo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, because for me, it also solidifies a power exchange. Right. Because all of a sudden, when the lights go off, sighted folk, sighted folk go, "Uh uh-oh, and I go, what's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, without, without giving myself more vision and instead bringing them into the land and the realm that I am used to, I suddenly have a big advantage. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, why ask them to kneel? Why ask them to get naked while you're fully clothed? You could just turn off the lights. Like, in a second, like, in a second, you're like, (laughs) bam, who's in charge? Yep, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Because I, I don't need to see to get around you know a common a space that i quite commonly use i don't need i don't need my i don't need my eyes to work i know feeling wise and spatially awareness wise where things are in the wall what shelves hold what things yeah you know it's it's a it's a very organized space <laughs> yeah which makes it very easy for me to just pick up little bits and pieces as i wander around in the dark <laughs> <laughs> be very intimidating i'm like oh my god where is she (laughs) what is she what is she doing i'm working on throwing sound a little bit because i feel like that could be fun oh my god that's brilliant um this this is kind of an interesting thing you're bringing up though that you're like you know you know where everything is in your space that makes me think that like there's an accessibility issue with like you playing in any other space is that true I generally, I generally pack my own stuff if I go anywhere else because yeah. at least then I can organize, organize my bag, totally. <laughs> so I know what is where, where is what. Um, unless I, unless I'm opting to play with a sighted friend in, in like full light where they can give me that direction, because I, it also, it also gives you the ability to go pick your implement and bring it over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you put sighted people to work? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Good. <laughs> I was hoping that was the answer. I'm like, please do. I mean, my partner, my partner, who you know identifies as a service sub. You know, we we thought, yeah, we'll make you learning how to guide me correctly into into like a daily little service task, and that's gonna like. It makes life so much easier because she's learned how to guide me correctly. And that's so romantic. I, that is like... It's really cute. <laughs> it is. That's like a me. Oh, I love that. Because you know, I'm a big fan of protocol, right? Like for yeah. 24-7 dynamics, like in the way that protocol is like your love language. It's like, you know, every time you're doing, say, like a little service sub thing that's saying I love you that's saying you know you're my little sub or that's saying like you're my mistress you know like so that is like protocol is so romantic to me so (laughs) 
<laughs> immediately when you were saying like you have them do these little service tasks for you. I'm just like, oh, ba-bump, 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 ba-bump. And it's been so nice to reframe some of my vision loss-based needs into service tasks. Because then it takes away the awkwardness of me going, hey, I'm actually too blind to do this to my, for myself. Mm-hmm. And it reframes it into... Yeah, I'm going to get you to do this for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit here and you're going to go and do all the fucking dirty work. Yeah, you're going to do the hard labor and I'm going to sit here like a queen and watch you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, (laughs) is there other other ways that you can think of that like kink has helped you kind of reframe something like that? It it makes me more confident to ask um, because... You know, my partner and I both admit that I am stupidly stubborn sometimes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am a very independent person. Yeah. And I don't enjoy when my vision is the reason that I can't do something. Um, So being able to reframe some kinky things or just my general day-to-day needs into service tasks has really, really given me a little bit of a confidence boost to go, hey, yeah okay, these are these are some of the needs that I have and this is how we're going to get around them. And it, it makes it so much easier for me to ask in my kinky mindset rather than my general shy, I'm too blind for this mindset. Yeah, right. Um, Has it helped it, you like outside of like this kink dynamic? Has it helped you to ask for help, for instance, when you need it, like just yeah. when you're outside, out in the world? Yeah. Um, That's great. Because I've kind of learned that I've probably been through the worst case scenarios by now. So why, why not, why not try and get a little bit of help when I'm struggling or lost and no longer know where I am? (laughs) Oh Um, dear. Yeah. I can't imagine. The other thing that is like so impressive to me is like, you're so young. Like, (laughs) you just, I feel like you probably had to mature quickly. Oh, yeah. I I got told that I would be blind and kind of explained to me what that meant from about the age of four. Okay. I've known about my vision loss since a very, very early age. Um. I, I learned more and more about my condition, you know, every year that I grew up. Um, and when I got told at 14 that I was going to lose a little bit more, I I kind of realized, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to go through this again. Um, and I have to learn more skills. You know, 14 is when I picked up my first mobility cane um, because I, I realized that I'm going to have to start to wear my impairment on my sleeve mm. to to give me some better independence than having to rely on my parents and my friends constantly. Um, and ever since I picked up a cane, you know, my entire world opened up, and I was able to do a little bit of advocacy work, you know, through my through my mid-teens. Um, and I still have a lot to do with organizations that have supported me through, you know, my vision loss journey. Um, and I have the opportunity to, you know, just advocate 
in everyday life, in my courses, in in just doing day-to-day things, especially in my degree path in college, um, you know, people people see me doing my degree and go, how, why, why, why are you doing this? And to be able to tell them my story around my site is a really powerful thing because it it not only you know, gets my story out there, but it it helps other people find the motivation to help me make change. That's amazing. Is there anything that you want people to know about folks that have visual impairments that they may not know already? Like, are there is what's what's annoying shit that people need to stop doing <laughs> people grabbing my cane when i'm walking please grabbing, don't grabbing your please cane? don't yeah like instead of like just talking to me like an average human being people will either grab my cane arm or my cane and it's like well you've just taken my eyes away from me again grabbing what do you want your yes people are stupid why are they doing that? Because people are dumb. People think that that's the appropriate way to talk to me or get me to stop. And it's like, what? Really? <laughs> why? Uh... And this is why I invented shin golf. Because I just decide, fuck people. I'm going to hit you in the shins with my cane to get you the fuck out of my way and to leave me alone. <laughs> oh my god that's insane i didn't expect you to say that i'm like oh yeah she's dumb she's gonna tell me some like subtle little thing that i'm gonna like you know be able to reflect and be like oh my god i've done that (laughs) happy to say i've never grabbed (laughs) someone's cane (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) so extreme I, I've I've been doing this for twenty years. I have a boatload of stories. Oh my goodness, God! I'm not gonna ask you to relive all of them, but is there like what are what are little things that affect you that we that sighted people just don't even consider or think of? Probably, probably navigation or the cost of transport. I mean, mm. I don't know about you, but people who can drive cars. Mm. You you are very lucky beings on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that you don't have to spend a couple of hours planning a return trip when you can just drive twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know the my favorite thing about walking around you know my hometown is we have vibration pads on all of our like lights like crossing intersection lights for the pedestrians. So that I can pop my thumb up and it will pulse when it's safe for me to cross. So I I don't have to look up and see the change in the lights of when it's safe for me to walk or not. Which I'm very aware that some American cities don't have. Mm. Um, Which is, you know, when I've gone to the US in the past, has been the reason that I can't fully be independent. Because I'm not used to that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. it's, It's just the little things. and. Being respectful of when I say no to help. That's a that's a great a, one. Yeah. If there is a big PSA. Yeah. Being respectful when I say no to help. Because if I say no to help, I'm probably doing okay. And you're taking away 
something that I'm fully capable of doing for myself from me being able to do it independently. And it makes me feel dependent and I don't like that feeling all the time. Mm-hmm. Just understand that if I need help, I'm probably going to ask for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, this has been so great. We <laughs> should be wrapping up. I would love for you to tell people your Twitter handle and any other place that they can follow you as far as like your kink stuff goes. I'm not sure if you have anything else other than Twitter website or anything. Uh, so I'm mistress underscore blind on fit. Um, come, come give me a follow. I don't do a lot of entertaining things anywhere <laughs> else. And that's generally where all my kinky pictures end up. Like uh, my newly newly adapted bed frame to hold my canes and some hard points. Cool. <laughs> um, Twitter is Mr. Spline, at Mr. Splined. Uh, I think you can also find that through Pim's earlier tweet yep. uh, on the 26th of June. Um, so you can come find me on there and that's about it. Amazing. Um, for <laughs> me, yes. So at the Lady Pim one, as we mentioned, you will get bombarded with tweets uh, if you follow me. <laughs> uh, Instagram, you know, uh, Pim.Lady. I'm at the Bedpost Podcast for anything podcast related. The Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com if you want to give me an email about anything podcast related. Lady Pim at ProtonMail.com. If you want to email me about Dom stuff. Also, you have a Proton Mail account. Mistressblind at protonmail.com. Correct. Amazing. Okay. Uh, lastly, I always want to give a shout out to Stephanie Copeland, who does all the original music for my pod. She is at stephcopelandmusic.com. And lastly, just such a huge thank you to you, Mistress Blind. Um, this has been such a lovely it's like just a joy to talk to you just thank you for having me my absolute pleasure so everyone thank you for listening as well i hope you enjoyed this one and we'll be back next week with another fun and sexy guest talking about sex and sexuality here on the bedpost podcast bye everybody bye-bye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.